Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag NFL. This is a contact disease and we play a contact sport. So the way this thing passes along is through contact and that's what we do for a living. And the way we interact with each other at the facility, at practice, weightlifting, at the meal room, it is us shoulder to shoulder, standing by each other, passing things around. So there is a long list of of ideas we need to come up with on how to make this environment safe for us. That's Cleveland Browns center J.C. Treader said the COVID-19 is not going to, quote, kneel down to almighty football, close quote, and that as new president of the NFL Players Association, his foremost priority is always going to be the health and safety of the players. So, we'll see what they come up with there, or see how many players are immunocompromised, or their spouses, or kids, or parents, or whatever are. Wouldn't be surprised if a few of them sit out. I expect most of them will play, but I wouldn't be surprised if a few of them sit out. Well, I think they should listen to him because, as you know, he's a treader setter. See, <laughs> JC, I got treader, it. Yeah, no, I got treader it. setter. Yeah. It's, too, little, it's too early for this. A little early morning How do I poetry. Come up with these. Uh, it's pure genius, PK. That's what it is. It's pure Thank you. Genius. I can't hear you. What you say? Genius. We have a bad connection. Oh yeah, pure I'm genius. hearing you better now. The chief medical officer, Dr. Alan Sill, says we fully will expect that we'll have positive cases that arise because we think that this disease will remain endemic in society. There's a word we don't use often enough, endemic. Shouldn't be a surprise that new positive cases arise. Our challenge is to identify them as quickly as possible and prevent spread to other participants. I thought Fucci was the chief medical officer. No, not for the NFL. Why not? I think that the country supersedes the NFL, so he's higher on the food chain. Well, that's true. That's true. He's just not this guy's the, paid by the NFL. Yeah, this guy's not working for the he's National Institute He's higher Health. on the Fuji chain. Uh, <laughs> is it wow. 9 o'clock already? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We stopped my stomach. <laughs> Uh, the league strengthened the Rooney rule during the owners' teleconference. Teams will now be required to interview at least two candidates from outside their organization for any vacant head coaching job. At least one minority candidate from outside their organization for any vacant offensive, defensive, or special teams coordinator job. Each of the 32 NFL teams is going to establish a minority coaching fellowship position. And the NFL changed its anti-tampering policy to relax the rules that allowed teams to deny assistant coaches and executives the opportunity to interview for jobs in other organizations. You know, I'm pretty familiar with that. what happens in college because we've seen it on the local staffs and we've heard the head coaches talk about it. But from what I was reading, I gathered there's plenty of examples of the NFL, and I just haven't followed as closely, that maybe position coaches haven't been allowed to interview for coordinator positions. Oops! Well, particularly if their team is still playing in the playoffs. I yeah. mean, they've been very... Uh persnickety about that and, and i understand it's a sensitive situation because you know if you're in the playoff uh not every team has a chance to go to the super bowl but i think that you know with the bounce of the football and injuries and whatnot there's probably more teams in it and than any other sport when you get into the playoff that actually have the opportunity to get to the ultimate goal yes and that's totally in the agree. super bowl 
And so, you know, you really can't say, hey, you know, have some divided attention. But if, I think they could probably figure out a way to do it uh, that to, maybe you need to do it on Mondays uh, before the game on Saturday or Sunday, depending on what it is. And so we'll allow you a, a couple of hours because, you know, they're not working 24 7 even though they are working probably uh, 23-7 leading up to that. And now with the Zoom capability and whatnot, if a man, irregardless of of, uh, any uh, ethnicity, but certainly I understand what they're trying to do here, has an opportunity to better himself, he should be allowed to explore that opportunity on his own time as long as it doesn't uh, impact the, the task at hand. So maybe they could come up with something on a Monday night or whatever it might be. I don't know. It's off the top of my head that they can figure out a way to accomplish that. And it's not like for the NFL purposes, you know, with college, you want to get somebody in there ASAP because you're trying to salvage a recruiting class. Well, there's no such thing on the NFL. So if you want to hire somebody and you decide after a couple of meetings and whatnot that you can do that and the team still has the AFC or NFC finals to go and then if they win obviously the Super Bowl there's no reason why you couldn't hold off for a couple of weeks is it that big of a deal introduce that particular person on the first Monday in February it seems to me of all the things that are out there that is something that they can accomplish DJ and PK hashtag college football Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby said Tuesday the league needs to be up and running by mid-July if the college football season is going to start on time. If not, we're going to probably have to delay the season a little bit. But it's too early to know if we're going to be able to make that or not. Bowlesby's been one of the more uh, aggressive, assertive, positive, whatever the word is. Outspoken. Outspoken, too, yeah, about that they're going to pull this off. So kind of odd to hear it coming from him. I don't take that as a threat. No, I took it more as a... Oh, I did take it as a negative. I didn't take it as a threat. But I did take it as a negative, like, we might not be able to pull this off. Uh, Might not be able to start on time is the way I took it. But, yeah, you're going to have to have some deadlines, basically. I don't know that they're necessarily literally hardcore. If it's not done by noon at July 15th, uh, forget it. That's not the way I took it, is that if the season is going to start on time, so... we. Certainly, you have to have things in order because coaches need to know, players need to know, everybody needs medical people need to know. And so if they, I think you have to have a target date. To me, I didn't really think that was a big deal. I thought it was, well, of course, you've got to have a target date. And then if you don't have that target date, well, then you have to make another target date to see if you can start it. If you make it a month later, then you start the season a month later. Whatever, However long your target date moves back, that corresponds with however long the season moves back. But I didn't take it as, uh, well, if we don't get it done by this day, man, we're screwed. NCAA announced its academic progress rate results on Tuesday with 15 Division I programs not reaching the threshold needed to compete in postseason events or championships. Most notably, Stephen F. Austin's baseball, football, and men's basketball programs are ineligible. Stephen F. Austin's basketball team was 28-3 this past season, including an upset of Duke on the road. But now, no, no postseason. Shut down. Meanwhile... Somebody at Arizona just had a check that was delivered to them. (laughs) 
The underground, underground economy continues to thrive. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. 90% of it was, I don't know if I can say it on air, but BS. In terms of um, the realness of it, as I stated the other day, that it wasn't real. Because a lot of things that he said to uh, some of his teammates, his teammates went back at it. But all of that was kind of edited out of the documentary, if you want to call it a documentary. That's Horace Grant right there. Not impressed with the last dance. Of course, uh, really at the uh, root of that is that MJ saying Grant was the guy who leaked the information in Sam Smith's book, The Jordan Rules. Uh, His quote, lie, lie, lie. If MJ had a grudge with me, let's settle this like men. Let's talk about it or we can settle it another way. Uh, But yet he goes out there and puts this lie out that I was the source behind the book. Sam and I have always been great friends. We're still great friends. But the sanctity of that locker room, I would never put anything personal out there. The mere fact that Sam Smith was an investigative reporter, that he had to have two sources, two, to write a book, I guess. Why would MJ just point me out? Sam Smith coming up at 9 o'clock, and the interview is taped, so we're not going to be able to ask him specifically about what Horace just said. But asking him about the accuracy of the documentary, he thought they did a good job, and you'll hear him say that coming up at uh, 9 o'clock. Well... The things I don't think the documentary was inaccurate, but the documentary wasn't a complete and full documentary. That's what so, I believe right there. Yes. So, yeah, the stuff they put in there. I mean, it's they have video on it, so it, it most of the time it obviously happened, but it just it didn't touch on everything. It didn't come close. Yeah, and and I can if I'm Horace Grant, I'm furious too. I get it, and I read all that stuff, and there was a lot more stuff than than you just quoted, and he was upset. Uh, Rightly so, because Jordan calls him out. And we know Jordan, if you have any kind of criticism towards Jordan, he not only uh, calls you out, he just writes you off. You're dead to him. (laughs) He ignores you completely for the rest of his life. And so it is really his way or the highway. That's the way it's going to be. And he thought, Horace Grant thought he wasn't portrayed accurately. And I get it. Why why would you uh, be okay with it if that if especially if you think that you didn't do it and you were not running around yakking and and really in the great scheme of things i don't think that that book who really cares i mean it might have been big at the time but 20 some years later i don't think any less or more of horace grant so i think he's being a little bit sensitive but it's him not me and i heard some guys uh nationally on our station last night talking about how pippen thought he was portrayed poorly in that thing and grant put out the thing about Pippen not going back in the game. His point was, well, why did Jordan even broach that subject? He wasn't even on the team then. Who cares what he thinks? It had no effect on him. That was literally the entire season that he did not play. That was the one season because he came back late in the second season. But why was he yakking his mouth about that? He had nothing to do with it. He wasn't involved in that. Although, and I, I was surprised to hear that Pippen thought he wasn't portrayed well because I thought Pippen was portrayed fine. I had no problem with the way. I don't think he came off any worse or any better. And it's going, not going in is a bad thing. And, and as much as I disagree with it, I give him credit for sick and that he would probably do the same. At least he's consistently wrong rather than flip-flopping. Uh, but I didn't think Pippen was portrayed poorly. I thought he was portrayed as sort of a tough guy at the end when he was barely able to move and he, and he still played in the game but for no other reason just to be out there as a decoy. So these guys, as they were portrayed, it's up to them to figure out how it was. And, you know, most of those guys, 
weren't portrayed that well. I mean, I've been talking about Krause for weeks now. He was basically portrayed as a blithering idiot. Well, he wasn't a blithering idiot because they wouldn't have won that many championships if he was a blithering idiot. I just think right. it just got so personal with the breakup, and that's really what he takes the heat for. You know, if they had come back in 99 to go for a fourth straight and lost, I think his reputation would be different. But the fact they didn't get to defend the last title, you know, that's that's probably the biggest thing. And as far as Horace Grant and Scotty, I just think that it's just so much, it's them, it's all of this is so much more personal. So any criticism stings. You and I are watching it, hear it, and like, yeah, okay, well, but then we move on after two or three minutes, and they're still them, and they're just taking it very personal. And I don't have any problem with that, right. and I also think that uh, not defending that seventh title, if Jordan would have gone to Reinsdorf and said, you got to do this, you think Reinsdorf would have said, sorry, we're not going to do it because somebody else says so? I don't buy that for a second. It's a bunch of crap. Utah Jazz guard Mike Conley is donating $200,000 to five organizations for COVID-19 aid. He's going to split them among the Utah split the money among the Utah Food Bank, Code Crew in Memphis, the Community Shelter Board, and Columbus Urban League in Ohio, the Indianapolis Public Schools Foundation, and the New Haven Missionary Baptist Church in Arkansas. So, Mike Conley, you kind of you got to track his life right there, PK. Yeah, I don't know about the Arkansas one, but all the other places are it's where, where he was lived. born. Most of the extended family still in Arkansas. He said. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. New Arizona Diamondback center field Starling Marte announced earlier this week that his wife, Noelia, died of a heart attack. She had been awaiting surgery for a broken ankle when she passed away. Tragic and unexpected right there, PK. Yeah, that was a couple of days ago that he announced that. He put it out there on social media in Spanish and in English. He played for the Pirates for a number of years. About only, uh, I think he's about 31 years old. A nice player, not a superstar, but a nice player. But yeah, he put that out there, and it was just, uh, wow, man, that is so crazy. The Texas Rangers would prefer to stay home in their new ballpark instead of returning to Arizona whenever it's time to get back to uh, training, have a, a second mini spring training. They've not worked out at their new stadium yet, but you get that a lot, of, a lot of players would prefer to be at home, and the club doesn't need the expense of traveling and putting them up, so... I think a lot of teams would end up working out in their own facilities if they have the option. Well, it depends on if they want to play spring training games or not. Have you got somebody nearby? Yeah, I don't don't know how that would work. Whereas if you went to the facilities, that a lot of them and the Rangers, I think they share one out and surprise Arizona with the Royals. uh, And so they would have teams to play with. But I understand that. Speaking of that, this is sort of an unrelated note. You know, the uh, if the NBA comes back and they play some regular season games in uh, home places, which I don't think they're going to do, but the Suns, their arena is going undergoing like what the Jazz had a few years back. Oh, really? Yeah, so they're talking about going back. To the to Memorial the, Coliseum? Yes, that <laughs> old thing is still standing. And that, that would be, man, that would be a time machine throwback. The Madhouse on McDowell. And I've been to that place. It's where the State Fair is, and I've been to that many times. And then they have it, you know, for concerts over the years and, and what other stuff that they've been able to use for. But that thing is a relic, and uh, it's still standing. I don't, I don't think it'll happen, but if it did, 
that would that would really be cool for for the old timers who are from Phoenix and remember when the Suns uh, Hornacek's days he played there. I don't I think uh, he was traded by the time the new arena opened. I'd have to double check that, but he played in the Madhouse in McDowell. The uh, the equivalent in Utah would be if the Salt Palace was still standing, right? Weren't yeah, they about the yeah. same era? So oh imagine, yeah, for sure. Imagine yeah. if the Jazz were if the Salt Palace was standing, which you know it got knocked down twenty or twenty five years ago. They brought that thing down, right? All right, that's what's trending. It's brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up, Steve Tate, Ace Tough Foundation, former Ute safety. He's going to join us at 8 o'clock. Talk some college football. And then Sam Smith, longtime Chicago Bulls writer, working for Bulls.com now. And he will uh, we'll hear his interview at 9 o'clock. DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.